0: IFM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us now on the line, formerly from South Africa, Rabbi Doran Perez, who's the head of Zionist Orthodox organization World Mizrach. Rabbi, very good afternoon to you, and thank you for joining us this afternoon.
1: Good afternoon to you, Michael, and all listeners, and it's a pleasure to be joining you.
0: Well, Thank you once again, and uh, indeed, great to have you on board, Rabbi. Looking at, uh, as I mentioned when I introduced uh, the slot, personal experiences one is going through. In your case, uh, one son is missing while another was shot in the leg during battle. So, uh, Rabbi, having left South Africa and gone to Israel, and now you're experiencing this uh, savage war that's going on, take us through what your family is going through right now.
1: Um, so, as you mentioned on the first day of the war, that uh, that difficult and terrible October 7th uh, Sunday, which uh, Shabbat, uh, which is also both a Sabbath and a festival, uh, yes. we heard during the course of the day that both our youngest son, who is an officer in the Israeli army, is uh, missing in action, meaning uh, they're not missing, but they've had no connection with him the entire day, mm-hmm. and our older son, who uh, my younger son was based in uh, on his base in the Gaza border with his soldiers. That's where they were for, on weekend, let's say, Shabbat duty. And my older son, uh, Yonatan, who is also an officer, he's an officer in the Troopers, was at home with his fiancée, um well, who's now his wife she got, where they got uh, married uh, uh with his injury which i'll speak about in a moment okay. and he was uh he went down south when the senior officer said listen something's going on we don't know what it is exactly if you can come come down south so he straight away went down south and during the course of the next five or six hours uh was one of the first officers down there from about nine o'clock in the morning in an absolute sort of wild west of terrorists everywhere and uh, fought for about six hours mm-hmm. until in the southern uh, base of Nahal Oz, having gone into the base, saved around 20 or 25 uh, um, female soldiers in the base, uh, battled for, for a couple of hours with terrorists and was shot in the leg. Uh, the wow. person next to him shot in the stomach and, and the other side was shot in the back. Uh, thankfully for us, to say what our reflections is, uh, it's been an incredible, uh, incredibly mixed mixed bag of emotions in the last uh, 23, sure. 24 days. Mm-hmm. We've had a son who was uh, shot in the leg, but many and many many of his friends were killed. Many others were badly injured, and he, uh, by the grace of God, the bullet went through his leg and did not touch any of the main. Uh, you know, you can die if you don't, if you hit in the main artery and you sure, don't tie indeed. yourself with a t- tourniquet. You can die, in, you know, within 90 seconds, you can begin to bleed to death in an wow. irreparable way. And thankfully, it missed everything. And therefore, when our younger son, when our younger son, we realized as the days were marching on that there was, uh, he was missing. The army didn't mm-hmm. tell us anything for four days. They simply didn't know. By Thursday, four days later, they came to tell us that he's, uh, he's missing uh, as opposed to, Knowing if he's been kidnapped or right. anything else, because they simply don't have enough information. So I will just tell you on that day, on that Thursday, we took the very difficult decision. Our son was supposed to be married four days, five days later. Right. But despite the pain, the pain of his younger brother not being with him and our, mm-hmm. our son, he went ahead with the wedding because we didn't know how long it's going to linger on for, and we knew that his status of missing would continue for a bit. Sure. So he did get married, and uh, unfortunately, our the youngest son is uh, Daniel. Daniel is uh, is currently uh, presumed uh, kidnapped. Right. His status is changed, presumed kidnapped. So uh, that's what we are struggling with right. at the moment.
0: So, Rabbi, uh, regarding your youngest son, who's uh, as you say presumed kidnapped or uh, he's missing, um, any yeah. any updates? Any other updates? Or what are authorities doing about uh, finding out uh, as to where as to his whereabouts?
1: Well, as you know, they, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, what does the status of missing in action mean? People don't just disappear into thin air. But having said that, uh, because this was such a surprise attack, uh, they, uh, you know, th- those who they know were taken captive early on because they've got, you know, they've got camera footage. There's, right. you know, there's eyewitness accounts the others where there's just no camera footage. They have to slowly, while these engaged in a massive war, try and piece together the different uh, pieces of information. So that we've been constantly uh, sort of informed of. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the reality. Sure. But, uh, I, I will, yeah, but I will say, if I may just to say that, uh, you know, we had an, we, uh, both, uh, our boys grew up in South Africa. We were, I was a rabbi in the community of the right. uh, Miz- Mizrahi Yeshiva College community. Mm-hmm. They, they both had their bombitzvahs in the, in the Yeshiva College Mizrahi community. And they, okay. they're very much a products of the South African Jewish community. And when we moved to Israel nine years ago, um, they were 15 and 13 years old having grown up. So the support and love and prayers and outpouring of friendship that we've had from hundreds, if not thousands of our friends in South Africa has just uh, really been one of the core thing which has sustained us and kept us going. And I will say that despite the, the terrible pain that we and 240 odd sort of hostage and their families and wow. the 1400 killed and, and that there isn't a household in Israel today that there isn't somebody you know, fighting in Gaza, this is the largest call-up in Israel's history. The armies have about, had about 130,000 soldiers. I can just say, despite the pain and challenge, I can tell you that uh, the people are very, very positive And there's a feeling here that the, there's a, an obligation across the board politically in Israel and in right. the Jewish people to to uh, do everything that we can to defend uh the jewish state, right. and to do what i say is to that the life affirming forces of those who believe in life and will do everything to protect their own life mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. do whatever can be done to protect the life of civilians you know innocent sort of civilians on the other side as well will prevail over those who have absolute mm-hmm. disregard for hu- human beings mm-hmm. any civilian of any age in israel and even their own what type of grotesque people is prepared to use their own elderly, their own sick, their own kindergartens and hospitals as human shields, not allowing people to wow. run, you know, run away freely into human corridors. So ultimately this is, as far as we are concerned, uh, a, 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 a simple battle of uh, those who have every moral right to defend themselves to the most horrific attack in, in Jewish history since the Shoah against sure. those who have shown, breaking every Geneva Convention, every base, basic uh, principle of human morality and will literally willy-nilly take elderly people, nine-month-old babies. There's one family, Michael. There's one family
0: yes, of 12,
1: 12, 12 members, mm-hmm. grandparents, their children and grandchildren who are together for the festival, all 12 of oh, them, wow. Have been taken hostage, oh, and it's a, yeah. this is what we're dealing with. So, the, the forces of life will prevail over the forces
0: of mm-hmm. death. We can only we can only pray and hope, Rabbi, for their safe return. And of yeah. course, it is so encouraging, as you mentioned, the support and comfort you are receiving at the moment from here and uh, back home there in Israel. So encouraging at this point in time. One one cannot uh, you know do without that, uh, as uh, given what yeah. you have just outlined. Very quickly, how is your son healing? The one who was shot. Our uh, son, our
1: uh, eldest son, Jonathan. Thank God, is doing really, really well. He's Great. wounded open again, mm-hmm. uh, but it had to be sort of, you know, put back together. But thank God, it's been three and a half weeks. He's able to walk in it. He's in the process of going back to his base because he's a he's a in the paratroopers and they're in basic training. So he's slowly getting back into it. He's also got married, just by the way. They were supposed to live in a uh, in a sort of village in the south uh, called Saad, where her family is from. Sure. And they don't they don't have a home now because you know two hundred thousand Israeli civilians from the south and north have been evacuated. So okay. they themselves are, right. they don't really have a home. And he's in the base, and they work. She's with her parents in the north, so he's doing well. But this reality of Israel, two hundred thousand people displaced, wow. all a, a country at war, right. uh, and him trying to recover right. to get back to the army. Thank God he's doing well under the circumstances.
0: Rabbi, thank you so much for that reassuring news. Uh, We're going to have to leave it there. And uh, our prayers and Godspeed to you and all families and friends uh, enduring this uh, horrific war at the moment. Rabbi Duran Perez, the head of Zionist Orthodox organization, World Mizraq.